Friends, today we are gathered to celebrate the lives of those who have gone before us. Today we gather in hope for the future uh, that awaits us. The hope that only can come in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is why we are gathered here. There, um, we know and aware that there is pain amongst us, uh, that there is hurt uh, that is there, the memories of those who have gone before us, uh, and their memories right before us. And every time we are reminded of their loss, um, we feel sad. And it's okay to feel sad in those moments. And one thing that I have found is when I feel down and heartbroken, when I feel like things are not going really well my way, in the midst of that difficulty, of that pain, I usually have found, and I didn't learn this on my own, but I found this through Kristen, who's my wife, my wonderful wife for the past 16 years. I have found that in those moments of despair and hurt, I turned to Hallmark movies, all right? The ushers are coming, and they are giving you a little card um, that is, a, it's called a Hallmark Christmas movie generator. I'll, for those of you who don't know what Hallmark movies are, Hallmark movies are essentially done by the same company that put out Hallmark cards. Do you remember those cards? You used to go to the store and buy them once in a while, right? And once they realized, once Hallmark realized that e-cards, electronic cards were being offered free of charge and they were going to make their revenue through ads that these electronic cards were doing, what Hallmark decided to do is they decided to reinvent themselves. So what they did is they had this brilliant idea, instead of making cheesy cards that make people cry, why not make cheesy movies, all right? So that's what they did. So you all will be having a Hallmark movie plot generator, all right? I'm gonna wait a couple of minutes. There are about another five people there and we're gonna really analyze this. This is really high difficult intellectual work. So I want you to put on your thinking caps because every Christmas movie has the following steps. All right, Let, let's look through this, all right? Big city, all right? It's a big city, New York City. And let's pick uh, a lawyer, okay? A big city lawyer and she returns home for Christmas, all right? And what do you think is going to happen? She is coming home because she inherited some property, right? And then the magic happens, friends. The magic happens right there when she is trying to figure out what to do with her late uncle's property. She falls in love. <laughs> she falls in love head over heels with a, with a guy in plaid <laughs> or a single dad with a precious little child. Or my favorites are these, an old flame. They reconnect somehow, and they hash out all their past breakups, and it ends beautifully, right? This is it. This is it. Honestly, if you've never watched a Hallmark movie, this is your assignment for this Sunday. <laughs> all right, have this in your hand and play a little bingo card, all right? <laughs> Every time you see the main character, <laughs> it's usually a girl, all right, pick one out, you know, and it'll follow through. It will, this card will not fail you. <laughs> it really will not. I, I, I'm telling the truth, friends. This will not fail you. 
this is it. <laughs> this is it. Every Hallmark movie has these one, two, three, four, five, six, six movements. And bam, an hour and a half of your movie is right there. Right? I like movies like Godfather. How many of you like movies like Godfather? All right. How about Few Good Men? That's a good one. You can't handle the truth, right? I love it. You know, I, I just love this movie. But every time I watch a Hallmark movie, right, with Kristen, five minutes into the movie, I know the generator. I know how it's going to end. And I start making fun of her. And, and, and Samira is now watching the movies with us. So she jumps in. And then ten minutes into the movie, two things happen. We are either kicked out of the room. No, this really happens. We're either kicked out of the room or we make a solemn vow never to speak again till the end of the movie. <laughs> right? Those are the two things that happen. Right? And yes, we make fun of Kristen for loving these movies. And, um, and when, yet when you ask Kristen, why do you like these movies? Why are these movies so much fun for you? And she says it's because they're so predictable. You know how it's going to end. That's what I love about it. She says it over and over again. I know how it ends. You don't have to tell me how it ends. I know she's going to fall in love with that old guy. Or like, I know that old guy is the new Christmas Santa or whatever. Like, she does, I know that. I know that for a fact. And yet, Kristen says she loves this movie because it knows how it ends. And because she knows how, how this movie is going to end, it gives her comfort in watching them. And she's pretty much spent every weekend watching at least one or two Hallmark movies. And this past weekend, we actually watched something. And I was like, not because of this predictor. I'm pretty certain I watched this before. And she goes, oh, yeah, I DVR'd this. And I'm here watching it again. So anyway, right? There's that sense of comfort that Kristen faces when she watches a Hallmark movie. And I believe there's truth to what Kristen is saying. And I would contend that the Bible, God's holy word, does pretty much generate a plot generator for us. And I believe that we are told how our story ends. This morning, the scriptures that we read, uh, that Betty read to us, is John is seeing a vision about the future. See, John, the writer of the a book of Revelation, he is an apostle of Jesus Christ. He followed Jesus Christ faithfully all his life. And for preaching the gospel, he was exiled to a little island called Patmos. He was there all by himself, and he, at that time, was writing stories about the end times. He sees visions of the future. He sees what's going to happen and how the plot is going to end for us. The book of Revelations is called the book of end times. And this is a fascinating book. If you ever have read the book of Revelations, it is filled with allusions from previous other books of the Bible, like Exodus and Daniel. The, the whole book is filled and peppered with analogies and, sim, and metaphors. But this morning's reading is clear as day. It is absolutely clear as day. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. There was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, 
prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God is dwelling among his people. He will dwell with them. They will be his people. And God himself will be with them and be their God. Hear these words. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, no more mourning, no more crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. He is seated on the throne and said, I am, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. John is saying this, friends. This is how the plot ends. This is how our story ends. This is how things will end for those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. John says that he saw a new heaven and a new earth. The first earth has passed away. The verse 1, when the first heaven and earth have passed away, John is saying something important here. I think John is saying something absolutely crucial here, and I hope that we can grasp to what it means. And I pray that we will embrace these words this day. The first earth is passed away. John here is saying the current world that we live in is passed away. John is not denying the reality of the brokenness that we encounter in this world. The brokenness that we encounter on a day-to-day -day basis. He's saying that will be gone. When we look at the world today, there is so much pain that surrounds us. There is so much heartache. There's so many unanswered questions that we struggle with every day. I'm not saying it's all broken, but I'm saying we can clearly see that we live in a broken world. We can see that brokenness in a loss of a relationship. When you think about all the emotional and the physical turmoil that we go through, for no fault of our, ours, the worst yet when we grieve the loss of a loved one, when we feel like our prayers that we prayed so earnestly were never answered. And now we live with that grief. Now we live with that hurt, with that memory, knowing that the one that we prayed for, knowing the relationship that we so desired is no longer there. Our loved one is no longer there. And we live in that pain and that brokenness. Friends, John is not denying that reality that we, one of us faces. But what John is saying here is that there is hope in Jesus Christ. There is hope in Jesus Christ. All that which is broken is going to pass away. And we are going to be given a new reality, a new heaven, and a new earth. And John gives a little bit more details as to what this new heaven and new earth are going to be look like. In this new heaven and new earth, there is no longer going to be any brokenness. The new world is prepared for each one of us. 
in this new space that God has created for his beloved sons and daughters. This new creation, God's presence is going to dwell among his people. God is going to be there in every single minute or in every moment of your existence. You will be in God's presence singing and declaring the goodness of God. The brokenness of the past is gone. And God is there. And we are worshiping God. And while we are doing that, God acknowledges that we have shed tears, that we have been hurt, that we have been broken. And God say is promising to us that he is going to fix it. God is going to wipe away every tear that we have shed. And there will be no more death in this new heaven and earth. There will be no grieving, no mourning, no crying, and no pain. Can I hear an amen for that? This is the promise of the living God. That God is going to wipe away our tears. I know we've shed many tears this past year. Tears of grief for the loved one that we lost. And the reality of the pain that we've experienced. God is going to wipe away those tears. God is going to make things new. As I said, John is aware of the reality of what we're going through. And he gives us a future, a bright future and a hope. I don't know if some of you are a little skeptical and saying, I don't know, Pastor. All this sounds too good to be true. Do I really trust this plot generator? Do I really trust how things are going to end? Just maybe you might have a slight doubt about the reading that was read today or about what I'm saying. And I want you to hear verse 5. For those of you who just might be on that fence and saying, really? This almost sounds like a Hallmark movie. I want you to hear these words, friends. Verse 5. He was seated on the throne and said. God was seated on the throne and he said these words to all of us who are kind of wondering if this is really true. He said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Yes, this plot generator is true and trustworthy. Friends, I believe and hoping it's not the answer. These, this plot generator is absolutely trustworthy. You don't have to hope that things one day will get better. You don't have to hope that the grief that you're experiencing or the pain that you're facing one day will go away. No, this plot generator is saying it is true and trustworthy. This is going to happen. God is going to do these things for us. He is going to wipe away our tears. He is going to care for us. He is going to take away the pain. These words are trustworthy and true. The God we worship is seated on the throne. God in all his majesty tells John this final word. It is done. 
I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Friends, God is saying that he is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. This means that God is the one who, who is the plot generator. God is the one who created everything that we see. God was in the beginning, and God was, is going to be there in the end. And this is trustworthy and true. This is trustworthy and true. May you hang on to this truth this day. May you hang on to this plot generator and that says, in the beginning was God, and now in Revelations 20, towards the end of the plot, it reads, I am the Alpha and the Omega. I hope you hang on to this plot generator in your hands, on your phones, in your tablets, and know that it is trustworthy and true. Amen. Let us pray. God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all the many blessings you have given us. And yet in the midst of those blessings, we hold our brokenness, our tears. And God, we ask that you would wipe away our pain, that you would wipe away our brokenness, and that you would heal us. We ask all these things in your name. Amen.